Radio Ruddy's on the show. We're going to get jump into a couple topics. It's going to be about the NBA season, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of NFL, and then we're going to end off and talk about music as far as what we're listening to, what's in the headphones, and what's in the car. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. All right. Here's the start of the season, uh, Ruddy. Uh, so far, I think we're about seven or eight games in for the NBA season. Of yes. course, everybody is psyched about the Lakers because of their hot start. I believe they're six and one now. They've won five straight, or uh, I think they're either five and one or six and one. I'm not sure. I, I should have checked that. But anyway, you're right there. Yeah, yeah, they're all good, one, right? So yeah, so they they they've they've won about five or six games straight after they uh, lost or had an opening day loss to the LA Clippers. What's your thoughts? You know, I, I first of all, I just got to tell the audience that I, you know, reason why you're on here is because man, we, you know, I respect your opinions because you know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to sports. And it comes to music. I was like, you know what? This dude know what he's talking about. You you get analytical like I get. I get real analytical. I like to break yeah. down stats. And I like to kind of approach this topic of sports in a nuanced way. And you do that. And I respect that. So uh, as far as the Lakers is cur- uh, concerned, uh, what's, your, what's your take of their hot start? So far? I know it's a small sample size. I mean, we're not even 10 games in. You got another, what, 70 plus games to go. Well, what's your take on them right about now? How, what do you see right now? What do you like and what do you don't like? Well, first of all, the Lakers right now are honestly like, are they not the best they've ever been in a, in the past like six years, seven years at least, right? I'd say so. I'd say they, they're definitely a lot more competitive. I mean, are they fun to watch? They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. I think they, they could do they could get up and down the court a little more than my taste as far as what they're doing. But yeah, they're yeah, I get your point. That you know, I think those old Lakers, it's funny, I say old, but like two years ago, Lakers, uh, you know, with Lonzo and the young crew and how they running up and down the court. Um, they're not those Lakers anymore. But yeah, I mean, anytime you got a team with LeBron on it and you know, AD, yeah, it's an exciting team. Well, that's the point, right? You got the showtime back, man. That's the key. It's showtime. It really is showtime. They're having fun. They're running up and down the court. LeBron is rejuvenated. Three triple doubles back to back to back. Come on, man. Hashtag, Can you do that? Hashtag uh, watched, watched King. <laughs> nah, see, and, and I talked about this <laughs> And I've talked about this with my people like, hey, I think LeBron is going to be a is going to win MVP this year. I really do feel it. And I think he's going to do it in a different way that you've never seen him before. Everybody says he's washed. I don't feel like that. And even as a Celtics fan and, you know, Chuck, I'm the most Celtics fan there is. Right. Yeah. You, you bleed green. So my my point is with this team, no, when you watch the games. Everybody is involved from the bench to the starters. And I think it's a whole different wave. It's a whole different, it's almost a different atmosphere. And I feel like it, it, it has shaped what the Lakers are doing. I mean, honestly, though, the bench has surprised me so far. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect the bench to play at the level that they're playing at right now. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, 
see it coming this way. I mean, now, granted, again, it's still small sample size. They just got Kyle Kuzma back. So I'm just trying to I'm just a little interested to see how they blend in Kyle Kuzma, because, you know, once he touches it, he's putting it up. So that that could uh, that could, you know, kind of, you know, you know, mess things up a little bit as far as the chemistry is concerned. Um, I still think Kuzma should come off the bench. Honestly, I, I think that's my take of it. But I don't know if his you know ego would allow it or if they're not even thinking that way, you know. But um, I mean, I named this episode low management because I, I definitely, let's talk about it. <laughs> I. I think, okay, LeBron has three straight triple doubles. That's great. That's cool. okay. But I think, especially once they hit the 10 game mark, they get into 10, 15, 20 games. I think they need to start really, uh, you know, their coach, uh, Frank Vogel. I think he and his staff need to seriously consider implementing the Kawhi. Oh, you're, oh my God. You know, because, okay. No, I disagree with you, bro. He's 17 years in. He's got a lot of mileage. And what we hear from LeBron sometimes, when LeBron's like, you know, he, he, when he gets to the end of the season, they start getting into the, you know, you know, deep into the playoffs. It's that, you know, he's worn down, he's exhausted, et cetera, et cetera. My thing is this. Perfect example last night. You know, I hate to admit it. I'm still, as much as I hate my Bulls, I'm still a Bulls fan. I haven't quit them yet. That's a game that they didn't need LeBron. That If you got Anthony Davis, you got to win that game without LeBron. Okay. That's a game that, that's what I mean. I'm not meaning like, I guess I, guess I shouldn't have said a Kawhi-type low management. What I'm saying is maybe, you know, sit LeBron out 10 games out to 82 games. You know, those little games you pick and choose like, oh, we're playing Chicago. Do we need LeBron to play against Chicago? No, we don't. So those types of games, because I'm telling you, man, he looks good now, but he's in his 17th year and you don't want to wear him down in games, meaningless games like against Chicago. That's my thing. Okay. now here's my thing with load management. This is what I hate about it, right? We, <laughs> no, because we forget about the fans. Yeah. Yo, Chuck, we forget about the fans. So let's say load management is I'm not playing today. Yeah. Okay? So those fans who bought those tickets to see Kawhi, like tonight is going to happen, Kawhi would have played the Greek Freak. It's Toronto versus – I mean, I mean, I mean it's uh, Milwaukee versus the Clippers. Yeah. Dude. Think about that. <laughs> How great of a matchup was it? Would that have been? Listen, you know, you know the tickets is expensive because it's in LA. <laughs> yeah, but this is my point. So what what they do is they put the if load management should shouldn't be like I'm not playing. It should be I'm only playing twenty minutes. I, I right? Hear you. Okay. I can compromise with that. So, so okay. but. Okay. But if I show up as a fan, I want to see LeBron. I want to see Kawhi. I want to see Kawhi guard the Greek freak, you know? Yeah, that's, that's my true. point. Yeah. Um, that's actually not a bad point because what you're saying is you're not totally against low management, but you want it slightly modified. So, 100%. So it's like, yes. It's like if a player is coming off an injury, they – they put low management in. It's like, look, you're on a 20, you're on 20, like, you know what they used to do with 
Joel Embiid when he was coming back from all those injuries. They had him on like a 20 minute count, basically. Like, look, okay. you did in 20 minutes. <laughs> like how we spread that out is, you know, night to night. But you're doing 20 to 25 minutes tops a night. So I'm not opposed to that. Like, I think, again, Chuck, oh, Chuck, you have kids, right? You have one. Yeah. All right. If you brought your kid to a game and you went there and the player you went there to see didn't play, would you be upset? Oh, 100 percent. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. 100%. That's all I'm saying. Even yeah. just give me five minutes, 10 minutes. Don't totally shut yourself down and that's the problem with a lot of hardcore fans a lot of fans that uh, have been watching this game for a while even the og players players from back in the days that's one of the biggest criticisms of today's players is that they you know you know those guys back in the days they played all 82 you know it was no questions asked we gonna if we in sacramento we in sacramento we in chicago we in chicago we playing Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's a more player controlled league and, you know, which I, which, which I I like, but I I do fear that it's going to get a little, I I do feel eventually that it's going to cause some issues. And I think it's already happened as far as, you know, the players having the kind of control that they have, which I'm cool with, but. As you've seen in the off season, like it's getting crazy. Like there's a lot of colluding, and you know now that you know Kawhi is essentially going to teams and saying, "Look, a part of my deal is load management. <laughs> you want me? You're gonna have to tell. You're gonna have to allow me to sit out. You know, 17 games. And you know, so I get what you're saying. You know, because you know at the end of the day, you just want to see the best play, and it's not really fair to those who pay those big tickets, especially in those big markets like LA. So I, I totally get your point. But um, I just want to jump in and segue, since we're on low manager, just like segue into the Clippers and just talk about them a little bit, just to okay. get your thoughts on how they look. I mean, do you feel that uh, the Lakers, you know, obviously with their hot start, do you think that, they have the slight edge over the Clippers. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I think the Clippers are still the better team. You think the Clippers are better than the Lakers right now? Is that what you're saying? I not now, obviously, because they don't have PG, and you know, not right now. But no, you know what? Have the edge. No, 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 the no, edge. No, 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 no. I, I'm gonna no. I'll, 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 um, I'll take that back. Yeah, they're the better team. Even okay. Listen. Listen, I, when we watch, again, it was the opening day, opening night. I get it. It's still early. I, I keep prefacing this. It's still early. But what I seen on opening day told me everything I already knew. That this team is deep. They're like 10 players deep. Like, you're talking it's 12 guys on a, on, a, on a roster. You got you know Sweet Lou coming off the bench. You got Trez coming off the bench, he's giving you 20. You know, Sweet Lou's giving you 20. Those players alone, and then you got, you know, uh, what's the dude, Harkin or Hartwell, I can't remember his name that they got from Port- Portland. He's contributed that night. They're just, they're just too deep for the Lakers. It's like, it's like a boxing match. You know, you watch a boxing match, and you, you know certain boxes are 
you know, even certain boxers are better in the later rounds. I think that's what's going to happen to the Lakers when they face the Clippers when it's in a seven game series. They're just going to bludgeon the Lakers because they're just going to they're just too deep. They're just going to out deep them because <laughs> their bench is just crazy. You know, like it's and then the defense. You got to remember, Paul George isn't even playing yet. So <laughs> you put Paul George, Kawhi. And and, and 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 Pat Bev in that you know in that yeah. backcourt. Well, that that's a great point. That's a great point, yo, Chuck. That's a great point, right? And definitely, I like that. Like, cause I do think the Clippers are a better team right now. I do overall depth wise, but you haven't factored in Rondo. They're, they have. I feel like the Lakers have the most brilliant minds as far as players go. Okay. Okay. Um, you take Rondo, you take, you take AD, you take LeBron, and there's uh, even even Green. You know, with that dope ass corner shot, jump shot at the end, right to tie the game up. Um, yeah, the one just that, other... uh, that dope shot that uh, uh, Dwight helped out on. That was that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yes, How they yes, that, that he ball, held. I have no idea. Well, thank you for saying that because they have Dwight, but Who's Dwight's out of his mind. By the way, he's rejuvenated. That's so no you see what I'm that. saying? No one's seen there, and there's an aura. It's a different aura that hasn't been there in a long time at, at that Laker organization with all the stuff they've gone through in the front office, or of course on court. You know, uh, with Kobe, all the injuries they had and how long they were so bad. You know, they were just awful. And it was all about Kobe for a couple of years. Yeah. And then, you know, with the front office and, in you know, people, siblings beefing with each other in the front office. Now it's a different aura. And I feel like things are going well. I agree with you. But. The Clippers got Kawhi Leonard, and that's all I'll say. Just his presence. I'm telling you, dude, he's different, man. Like, he just. He's different. He's just like, he's a Terminator. So, like, yo, uh, yeah, he'll load bandage, and it does suck that he won't play against a Greek freak. But at the same time, he he sees the bigger picture, and he'll be there. He, Kawhi cares about May and June. That's what mm-hmm. Kawhi cares about. And I, I, I trust me, man. I was right with you. I hated it all last year. You know, I was with you until I seen the results. <laughs> until I seen Kawhi uh, killing during the playoffs, and I said, "Whoa, I guess low management does does work." You know, so I, I totally agree. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, load. Yeah. Here's my thing, Chuck. Load manage at your own. Um, place. So in other words, you play, what, 40 games at your own place. Load manage there, so at least people have opportunities. So let's say someone from Memphis goes to your game and looking forward to seeing Kawhi, they get to see him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't load manage in Memphis or LA or whatever if you're in Toronto. Load manage when you got 40 games wherever you're at. That's all. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I get that. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, Kawhi is a different dude, man. He's a different dude. We talk about his game and his personality. He's a different kind of dude. And, you know, speaking of a different kind of dude, let's jump into your boy Kyrie. 
So <laughs> I just found it. I just had to segue to your boy. Kyle. Trying to do that. Okay, go go ahead, bro. So all right, I like it. Let's go. So there was a report that came out. I can't remember what the original report came out from, but it indicated that there's always there's already some issues as far as Kyrie's mood swing mm-hmm. are concerned. Okay. So okay. there's already, you know, little minor rumblings about his weird mood swings. And this is a terrible sign because, again, we're in the beginning. It just started. The season just started. It's still fresh. But already there's stories surfacing about Kyrie's mood swings. <laughs> and you heard the story, right? Or you heard little rumblings of it. Oh, oh, yeah, I heard it all, man. So, Go ahead. So, <laughs> as a Celtic, uh-huh. as this, as someone who bleeds green, and 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 someone who dealt with the suck that is Kyrie, um, far as bringing a team down, what is your thoughts on on the stories that that's already kind of surfacing? Again, you know, it's one story. Oh, man. Yo, Chuck, this is a heavy one because this is almost it's different to me because I like to talk about what you do on court. Right. Yeah. What you do, what what you do on air. But this is a personality thing. So I'll I'll just be honest with you. Um, I think I've dealt with people like uh, Kyrie. And I think no matter where he goes, he'll have issues. And I'll leave it like that because. Cleveland talked about this. Boston talked about this now here. And now everybody says this is a random thing to come out. But no, it's coming out from actually a great source. You know, it's uh, our girl from Boston, McMullen. Oh, so, okay. So that's where, yeah, you, you, you got it right. That's where the source, that's where the source was. It was yeah. It's Jackie a, McMullen. It's, it's a reliable. Very uh, reliable. Very reliable source who's been in the game for so long. It's Jackie McMullen. And she's dealt with so many different personalities. She's been around the game for 30 plus years. Like, you know, uh, so, yes, I don't think this is something to bat an eye at. I don't I don't know how it will work out in uh, Brooklyn. But uh, but what I'm trying to do, like the best I could do. But I'll tell you this. I've dealt with people like him and they they'll never be good, period. I think, I think I think at the end of the day, I think. And again, I don't want to. I guess I don't really want to. He's a great player, though. He's a great, great player, player. But as far as personality wise, he will never get along with his people, and he never will be. He's a he, and that's what's so funny to me. Kobe says uh, Kobe and him, I guess, are like have a great relationship. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. <laughs> oh well, yeah, cool. Well, you know what though? Well, Kobe, Kobe was Kobe didn't have these. Listen, I'm going to keep it 100. Kyrie kind of had he he comes off and again, I'm not trying to crap all over um mental illness. You know, cuz it's serious and I you know, I especially in I in my in my 30s, I'm you, advancing. I take it a lot. 100%. 100%. You know, Chuck though, isn't that funny though nowadays? Do we have to say that before we say something? Right. Isn't that funny? Well, but I know it, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know it's so different, but you're right. I know exactly what you're about to say. Kyrie comes off as someone who's has issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so 
Yo, there's a- yeah, Kyrie's like his behavior is just erratic. And what's crazy about Kyrie is, you know, I feel like he's had a lot of great situations that he hasn't he he hasn't necessarily appreciated. You know, like you come to Boston, you're like, wow, you're accepted by the fans. You're here. You're doing your thing. You've got a great crew. You didn't you didn't appreciate it. You know, at the end of the day, we've gotten to the point now and Katie's in this boat, too. We've gotten to the point now where, okay, is this is this now is this finally going to make you happy? I mean, being in Brooklyn now, being in that, is this finally the place that's going to make you happy? I'll just yes. I'll just leave it there. But uh, since we brought up the Celtics and you bleed green, let's jump into your Celtics, man. Okay. What do you see so far? What do you gauge? Uh, you know, it's a perfect time to be talking because after what we seen last night with Gordon Hayward, we haven't seen that since he's been in Boston. So, yeah. So, it, um, I just want to get my two cents real quick. and have you jump in first. Firstly, Kimball Walker pickup. Excellent pickup. I've okay. been a Kimball Walker fan since UConn. Of course, nice. bias. You, you worked over there for many years. Um, you, you know, so there's a bias there. So I, I love the fact that it just made sense. It was like, oh, we're Connecticut. Yeah, well, yeah. There was, we're Connecticut. So, yeah, it, it just made sense. Uh, his style of play. He's a team player. He he's a, I think Kimball Walker is one of the most. He's a he's a unique case study because I, I talked to him with my buddies and my family and stuff, you know, my brothers and stuff. And, and I all we all agree that he's one of the most underrated players to have played in this game for a while. And that's because he was buried in Charlotte for so many years. But, you know, so many players come out of college and so many players who've won in college get so much hype. They talk about it all the time. Even when I remember Carmelo for years, you know, he won a championship out of Syracuse and he led a team and he was this, that, and the third. Do you, what's the last time you heard any commentator talk about how great Kimball was in college? You never hear it. Like the man <laughs> carried a team to a championship and no one talks about it. Like far as you, how you break down mm-hmm. a player and talk about their past when you're being an analyst or when you're being a commentator, you never hear it. You never hear I don't think even, you know, what's so funny about that year that Kemba won the uh, championship, uh, UConn was not really even looked at as like a top 10. They were an underdog. Team. Oh, they were so such an underdog, but Kemba kept hitting them clutch shots, man. And it started right with the Big East tournament. And, uh was a Big East? I think it was the last Big East tournament. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was the Big East. It might have been the last one. And then, of course, of course, of course, they, you know, disbanded that uh, right after that. I think but they yeah, they're bringing it back. I think they. I've heard they're bringing it back next year. Well, the, and they should, yo, Chuck. They should because that ruined that. That was a big piece of college basketball, if you remember. All the, a lot of Big East tournaments. Allen Iverson. Ray Allen. I grew up in that. Come on, dude. God, I grew up in that. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Kittles, uh, Villanova. I can keep going, right? But here's my point. They, they, this is the thing of college basketball, and that showcased how it was a money grab, right? Yep. Now, yeah, they're realizing, oh my God, we need those rivalries. We need the Big East back. We need all this. But, uh, yeah, dude, it, it was Kemba Walker was so special in college. And you've got to also remember, Jim Calhoun 
was the best, one of the best coaches ever as far as developing NBA talent. Oh, absolutely. And again, oh God, that's a whole nother conversation that I want to have with you as far but, but, as historically, but, teams historically, historically, like in college. And, and that's a whole nother conversation I want to have. But you went to college, right? But we're going back to the Celtics. I'll go back to the Celtics. So this signing of Kemba Walker was like, it, it was, Kemba Walker's always been one of those guys who was really, he did whatever he had to do in the game. So, yo, you need me to score? You need me to do this? I got you. You need me to pass? I got you. He was always a team guy. He was just on the wrong team. Oh, now he's, now he's on the right team. And, and, you know, listen, he won those games. I mean, listen, Gordon Hayward. I want to jump to Gordon Hayward before we get off the Celtics. Gordon Hayward, you know, scored 39. I think he had 39, 8, 7 or 7 and 8. I don't remember exactly the order. But he, for the first time in a long time, played with confidence. I think right now, I think he's physically there now. It's just that he's not mentally there. He doesn't have his confidence. And I've been watching all the Celtics games because in my package, I fortunately get to watch the Celtics. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing Gordon is missing right now. It's his confidence. You, what, what do you think? Um, I think Gordon Hayward right now, has, uh, it's good to see him, first of all. You know, we haven't really seen this Gordon Hayward that we signed up for, that we paid for. As far as Boston Celtics go, you know, give him that big money. And uh, the last few games, especially last game, when he, we, where he tied his career high, 39 points. And, dude, first half, he was 9 for 9. It, it was incredible. Like, he was not missing. He was on point. He was doing his damn thing. I feel Gordon Hayward is at his best as far as on the Celtics, but I don't know going forward where where I don't think he's going to be a Celtic next year, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it well, it depends on. Okay, it's it's is last night any indication of the Gordon Hayward we're going to see going forward? That's what no, that's what the question lies as far as his future there. I think uh, even if it is, you got to remember, we just paid my man Brown. A bunch of money, and he won. By the way, what do you think about that? Was a massive contract. Well, no, listen, though, but we, we we paid Brown a bunch of money, and he hasn't been there for a few games. He's been sick, so he is Gordon Hayward in a way. You know, the, you you can't have both, especially with Tatum. True. Okay, so this is my defense of Gordon Hayward, and, and, and since we're comparing him to that's just well, he's to Jalen. Well, he has a, a buyout next week, you know, next year. So I, I, I'm thinking he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to uh, definitely opt out and go to a different team. That's my thing. Because even though right now he's doing this thing when my man Jalen Brown comes comes back, especially with the money they threw him, I, I just don't think that Celtics are trying to develop Gordon Hayward over a younger Jalen Brown, you know? Yeah, and given the fact that you guys still have to uh, re-up Tatum. <laughs> so Tatum is the next guy on the docket as far as getting that yeah. payday. So, yeah. you know, I just thought about it as you were talking and I was like, you know what? That's right. They didn't, re they didn't give, you know, they didn't re-sign Tatum yet. So money-wise, logistically, it's just not going to work for Gordon Hayward. Regardless of how he balls out for the rest of the year, 
it's not going to work out. You just gave Jalen a big bu- a bunch of money. Now you got to give Tatum a bunch of money. A and bunch Tatum's of money. He got a bunch of money. So logistically, that's not going to work. So yeah, you, you're right. It's probably, it's probably you know the better the better he plays, the better he is on the open market. Exactly. As the trade deadline is concerned. But you know what? It's a it's it's a good season. I appreciate it. All this hard work and all this type of stuff would be great to at least have one year. Because remember, we got him for three years and one. You know, he broke his foot, <laughs> so we missed that one. And then Wait, the next no, year, he snapped his leg. He snapped his ankle in half. Straight up, right? <laughs> On live TV. Like I, one of the big- I was watching that game. You, I'm sure you were watching it. Of course. Yeah, we all were. It was, dude, it was the, it was like the, the biggest things I've ever seen. All right. So, boom, that happens. Then, of course, the next year, he, he's just trying to come back from it, you know, and fit in and all this type of stuff. Yeah, this year he's finding his way, but I, and I enjoy it, but I just know. I don't think we'll see my man. But yo, let's talk about some video game stuff. Oh, all right, man. Let's go for it. I mean, I'm not the the biggest gamer anymore, but I do follow what's going on. Well, you always talk about this stuff. Oh, what? Shoot. Which one? Man, you be talking about what? Man, you be talking about all these electronics and all this type of stuff. Oh, if you, well, if you want to talk about. Man, if you want to talk about the technology industry, I mean, you can we can go wherever you want to go. You want to talk about television. You want to talk about uh, how to cut the cord. How, what phone is the best phone? What bet? What headphones are rocket? Listen, I'm your guy when it comes to that stuff. All right, let's do that. <laughs> All right, Chuck, 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 Chuck. It's a whole new day and age, right? Nowadays, cables is a ripoff. No. Yes, it is. So, what would you recommend is the best? cut cable go to for your TV right now. All right. Well, if you're talking about just sheerly, uh, just like a, like an over the top, that's basically what it is, is over the top, uh, streaming mimicking cable type service. Um, well right now I'm gonna just tell you what I use. I think plus, plus but, but also NBA, I want to watch NBA. Is oh, there a way I can oh, do that? Uh, Roku. I know Roku's out there. I know, um, what the fire stick and all this. So like let, me, I, let me, let me break that down real quick. So what a lot of people and remember, yeah. and remember you're talking to somebody who's doesn't know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you not, might not I, got know. You. I got you, man. I got you. Trust me. I got you. So just to, so real quick. So you have streaming boxes, right? And those are just essentially like cable boxes, but they hold apps. Instead of, you know, cheap cable software with channels on it that's programmed by the cable company. These are set top boxes. That's what they're called. Set top boxes. And they have apps that you can download to these set top boxes. So you got Roku, you got Apple TV, you got Fire TV. Those are the top ones right now. And Android has some boxes on their own, you know, like Shield TV. That's one. But these are just boxes. They're just boxes that you can stream your stuff off of. Now, when you get to the streaming services, you have, you know, Sling TV. Yes. Um, which is probably the dominant name. And how about that? Yeah, because they had that great rollout. Most people, and yeah, most people remember, know Sling. Like, remember that commercial they had? Like, yo, we yeah, sling. sling. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, slinging. The, the, uh, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. That was good. With, uh, what's his name? Offerman or something? I can't remember his name. 
Yeah, but they, they were acting like they were, yeah, they were acting like, you know, hey, we're. Yeah, we love to sling. We're swinging. Yeah, yeah, we're you swinging. Know we love to sling when genius people. Are it was watching. genius. It's genius. All right, go ahead. But so you know the the top ones, um, for over the top streaming services that that basically essentially have, you know, their own packages of channels. It's it's basically cable, but through an app. So you have Sling TV, you have YouTube TV. You have Fubu TV. You have for real. You, yeah, Fu, it's called Fubo. So F U B O TV for you by us, <laughs> right? Fubu, Fubu TV. Yeah, damn. Oh, fuck, I still got boo, a Fubu. Uh, yo, bro, I was Mister Fubu back in the day. Oh, Fubu was hot, man. Trust me, I trust me. And Carl Kanai, that was another one. But see, these didn't the kids who ain't grow up in the nineties don't know that. But. I mean, so you got Fubo TV, Sling TV, you got uh, PlayStation View, and which is going away in January. It's gonna shut. Isn't down. that crazy? Yeah. Yo, they were the first too. People don't Sling know that. Was, Sling was the first. As far Sling as the style of TV watching, Sling was okay. the first. As far as to bring okay. the cable packages through the app right. and streaming. So for me personally, to make a long story short, I use personally, I use YouTube TV. Um, I pay $50 a month and it has a great collection of sports channels. You get all the ESPNs, you get fought, all the FS, FS channels, you get uh, local regional Celtics, you get NBA TV, you get, so it, it, the only thing you really don't get is uh, like uh, you get MLB TV. The only thing you don't get is NFL Network. Um, other than that, you get Pretty much. Oh, that's why I haven't subscribed to uh, League Pass because I'm like, well, I get NBA TV, I get TNT, and all the ESPNs. That's a lot of basketball and regional games with the Nets. I get the Nets and I get the Celtics as well. So I get all of this stuff without League Pass. So why would I pay the extra whatever money per month for League Pass when I'm already getting a bunch of basketball? Straight up. So if you ask me, What's the go-to service to go to right now? In my opinion, I would say YouTube TV. Man, so there's my quick tech technosis. Yes, <laughs> see, see, that's what I want to showcase. Like, yo, yo, Chuck, you know, it's an overall thing. You know, a lot of different things, a lot of different categories. Yeah, man. That's hey, listen, man. I, when I tell people I'm a jack of all trades, I'm I'm, I'm not just saying it's not just a a, a, a punchline. But yeah, Let me so, ask you something. Yeah. All right. Who do you think's gonna be in the in in the in the uh, in the finals? Western and Eastern. Who do you think is gonna make it there in the NBA. this year? Yes. <sighs> Clippers. Okay. I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. That that team's too deep, and that's and they're gonna lock every. Can you imagine playing the Clippers in a seven game series with all those defenders? Especially Every single if, point is going to be a grind. Especially on Kyrie on load management. Come on, man. Kawhi on this, load management. This is going to be Kawhi, fresh terminate. Fresh Kawhi. Fresh terminate. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Clippers. In the, yeah. East, the East is tough for me because. Okay. And I might have to adjust this later because. It, no, be tough. honest. Go ahead. Ugh. I think the most talented team right now out the East that I can see, I mean, I could come out of the East right now is the 76ers. 
Okay. I, I agree. You know, no, no. I, you know what? I cannot disagree with you, man. No, they paper. they have the most. Dude, they're so dope. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And losing, losing Al Horford for you, you guys losing Al Horford was gigantic. Uh, Had you guys kept, uh, if you guys were able to successfully keep him, I think you guys would have been the favorite of the Okay. With the addition, of, obviously with the addition of Kemba Walker. So right now, that's my picks right now. I got Clippers. Sixers, I like that. Right now. Solid. It could change. Uh, Clippers is not changing. Unless, you know, knock on wood, unless something unforeseen happens, that ain't changing. That pick ain't changing. But I do want to leave myself some room to change my pick for the East. Because right now, the East is like, it's all jumbled up. I don't really know. But on paper, Sixers should have it. But, uh, all right. Tonight's matchups, big matchups. Warriors versus the Rockets. 76ers versus the Jazz. That's going to be a good one. And Bucks versus Clippers. We kind of talked about Kawhi and him not playing in that game, which is this is a national TV game as well. So, uh, yeah, so those are the, the big matchups tonight. Um, oh, Real quick before we go into the NFL, Warriors, what, what's your mm-hmm. thoughts on all the injuries? Uh, so disappointing. You know, I've been there before. I understand it. As a fan base, it sucks. It happens. But yes, uh, the Warriors are, of course, officially not a, you know, they're not the, the Warriors, man. They're it's unfortunate. Not, yeah, it's very unfortunate, especially with Steph Curry, because I was looking for him to go off this year and this season, you know, to have it all to himself. He got, you know, but he still has, of course, Draymond Green there. And now it's literally and just D-Lo, and D'Lo. Okay, whatever you want to say. Uh, <laughs> Not a D-Lo fan, I see. <laughs> well, dude, you know, my point is with him, he, it's it's two Steph Currys. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's an, it's an odd pairing. Yeah, it's, I, I it's, always felt that them getting D-Lo was just them getting a chip, really. He's a chip. He's, he's a chip that they eventually will trade. May not be this year. It, it can't be this year because all the injuries. But no, that's one hundred percent. Yo, Chuck, going to be dope. Chuck, one hundred percent. That's a trade chip because they do have them under contract, right? And it's a short contract, like three. Yeah. So, so boom, you know, you trade them eventually once Clay gets back and everybody gets back. All this, you, you figure it out. But, death. but they did not realize Steph would go down like that. Yeah, and and, and look who fell on his 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 hand. Aaron Baines. <laughs> yeah. Celtics, baby. Yeah, Aaron Baines did it to So, real nah. quick, jump into the NFL. All right, let's go, man. Come on. So, so we're in the midseason. We're in a halfway point. Um, we have some highlights, obviously. Uh, All right. 49ers, Ravens, Patriots. They're pretty much like the, you know, ones that's really doing it right now. Okay. Um, what, what's your what's your what, first of all? What's your team? I, I never got your your NFL team. What what's um, team you ride for in the NFL? That's because uh, ever since we met, I've been very quiet about it because <laughs> my team is the New York Giants, and they are Football so Giants. yeah, they're such such a bad you know such a bad franchise. Honestly, lately, it's just the, all the moves they make, man. It's it's horrible, Chuck. Honestly, it's Saquon was a good move though. Well, that was a great move, right? But then what do you do? You put him <laughs> around 
a bunch of offensive linemen who can't block for him. So what are you going to do? Don't hurt the man. Yeah. Don't hurt the man. You know? That's true. So come on, bro. So my team, my team. Go ahead, Chuck. The Dallas Cowboys. I knew it was. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) come on, bro. Good God. I don't want to get into a rant about the Dallas Cowboys and how it's going to, it's going to really depress. I mean, too many. Too many Dallas Cowboy fans, but go ahead. And this is not, this is not some, you know, I love telling people this sometimes when they ask or whatever, I get into a conversation about sports with people. I, you know, and I let them, I divulge that I'm a Cowboys fan. And I love to tell them that because it's like, yo, I've been riding with the Cowboys since championship years. Like I got pictures of me, you know, eight, nine years old. And well, hat and sweatshirt. Dude, dude, I'm not. I'm not second guessing that, but I know the time because I was at, we're all at the same age. And I remember Cowboys were killing it at a certain age and you guys jumped on it. That's a fact. We haven't been killing it for a while though. <laughs> you know, and, and, yeah. Respect. Tony, respect. Know, I mean, he's the problem, man, but you know, I don't want to get too deep into the Cowboys. I wanted to kind of highlight the the highlights, the real highlights of the mid season. What's, okay. your, what's your, what's your thoughts about 49ers? Let's talk about them. They're undefeated still. Yes. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I like, I like the way the 49ers are going. I like the uh, defense looks great. They have the best defense in the league right now. Would yeah, you say? I'd say so. They got the best defense in, in the Bosa league right is now. playing out of his mind. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, you know what I like Nick about Bosa. I think it's Nick Bolson. You know what I like about the 49ers? What? Even when they're down. Like they'll they'll be down and they come back, you know. Yeah, they 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 grind. They the, the they don't real quit. Team, yeah, they yeah, never quit. They have heart, man. And it's yes, of course, man. The signs Dude. of a great team is how they grind out games that they don't look particularly good in. There you go. And they've they've done that. And you know what? Listen, man. Let's give it due, man. Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach. I mean, he's been good. You know, when he was okay. in, when he was in uh, when Kyle Shanahan was an offensive coordinator in, in in Atlanta. That was the best years Matt Ryan had. Matt Ryan was MVP. Who was the coordinator? Kyle Shanahan. And you know, Kyle Shanahan is kind of like one of those wizard dudes. You know, he's he's doing a good job right now in San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco wasn't bad last year either. Like far as their effort, the record didn't indicate it, but their effort was always. Top notch. They just didn't have a quarterback because obviously, uh, you know, Jimmy G was out for the year. But um, they they always played tough. And to see them what they're doing now, I mean, they they've been drafting pretty good. They got a pretty good offensive line. They got Bo, uh, Nick Bosa, who's playing out of his mind. He might he's arguably defensive player of the year right now. He's a rookie, so you know you you couple that in with. Uh, you know, air, um, with Sherman, Sherman's playing, you know, pretty good. He's he's turned the clock back. You know, they 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 pretty solid. You know, now it's, it's halfway through the season, and we just see how they close out. And they still got a game with Seattle in the division. They still got other big games to come. But right now, they're looking pretty good. But I want to jump to the Ravens. What do you think about the Ravens? Oh man. You go. You're going down like the list on NFL football teams. The Ravens, only the oppressive ones, only the ones that's making noise right now, like real noise. All right, 
Well, again, the Ravens, the thing is, it's a culture thing, right? Would you say say the one thing I think Ravens got back to was a culture? Yeah, it's been it's that culture has been the same since the early 2000s. I think it's all about defense, man. They're playing defense. That 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 and pickup, that pickup of Earl Thomas was. They never had like yo, bro. They never had a great quarterback, right? Nope. Never did. Nope. Never in the history of the Ravens, they've never had a great quarterback. It was always hey, hey, hey. it and was always about the, the and defense. And I want to talk to the listeners. I know what you're thinking. Some of you out there, you're thinking Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh my God. I, I wouldn't put Joe Flacco in that all time great list. But he, but I tell you what about Joe, he played his what? ass off when it came playoff time. I don't know yeah, what got into him. I don't know what barely. got into him in the playoffs. But okay. he's got a little Eli in him too. I'm sorry, like Eli. His playoff Eli and his regular season Eli. Regular season Eli led the NFL in interceptions three years. I'm gonna end that with the with the midseason recap with the Patriots. What do you think about the Patriots? Do you think that they have still have enough to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, all right, yo, Chuck. Uh, I think the Patriots are, first of all, they made a lot of mistakes. I feel, honestly, why why sign Antonio Brown and release him so quick? I don't, yeah, that's I a good don't, point. I think they should have. Well, Antonio kind of did it to himself, though. He just. I understand that. He just wouldn't I, shut I, up. I understand that. And, you know, I see that point, but. Um, at the same time, it was like uh, it was so fast, you know. I agree with this. It, it it was so quick, so fast. Okay, then then you uh, trade a pick and you get this new receiver to come in. And yo, Tom Brady, no matter how they keep talking about his age and how old he is, but he keeps doing his damn thing, and he always has to use new receivers throughout the season. I'm they glad you really that point up. They released Josh Gordon. Why? Why did they do that? Josh Gordon is now on the Seattle Seahawks. I just don't understand that move. Um, unless they, they thought, like, there must be a big culture over there. Of if you fuck up a little bit, you're done. But, oh yeah, dude, I, I think Brady is sitting there going, I, I could have really done some shit with this. You know what I'm saying? Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon. Oh, man. I'm going to go conspiracy theory. My thing is this. Tom Brady is literally week to week throwing to the guy that serves peanuts at the stadium, the guy that parks the cars. I mean, every day, it's every game is different. And this is what makes Tom Brady so great. And this is why I kind of lean toward when they always the conversation is always, OK, who should get the bulk of the credit for their success? these past two decades. I always have to lean towards Tom Brady, even if it's like 55, 45, because look at what he's constantly dealt with. He's constantly given guys that are, are, are haven't even been drafted. Like these are undrafted people that he's throwing to. He's literally, hey, you, like it's a guy that's in Dorchester. He's like, okay, you, a guy in Dorchester on the street, you come in, you suit up. I'm going to throw to you now. That's basically where he's at. And my thing is, it, it, it's going at some point, it, it's a it's a hindrance and it's going to eventually catch up to them where you don't have talent. They don't have any tight ends. None. They can't run the ball. They have no one to pass to. That's that anyone's afraid of. At some point, it's going to catch up. 
as the competition begins to get harder. So, and my thing is this, like Brady's so great that Belichick every year consistently gets away with the way he handles the team, uncharacteristically cutting guys, all this and all that. All the weird, outrageous stuff that he does and gets away with is because he has a number 12 uh, running the team. That's the only reason. At some point, it's going to catch up because you, at, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, it's a talent lead, man. If you can't run the ball, you can't throw the ball. At some point, it's going to catch up to you when the game slows down, you know, in the later months and when you get into the playoffs. Yes, sir. All right. So who you got representing out of the NFC and the AFC for the Super Bowl? Okay. Um, AFC, easy. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Shocker. Patriots. No doubt. All right. You still got the Patriots. Okay. So what about the Mm -hmm. NFC? All right. NFC. I mean, the choice is an NFC. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one, though. But I don't know why I feel like this. This is a weird one, right? I think I think um, the Cowboys. I want listen. (laughs) I want it to happen, man. Listen, we've been calling for years, for years. TV personalities, TV execs, I'm sure fans have been calling for America Bowl for years now. It's been probably okay. it's probably I've been hearing it. I've been Is that what they call it? The America Bowl. Okay. You got America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and you got what many feel is the new team for America, the Patriots. Okay. Okay. Facing off for in the biggest game. A lot of people have been wanting this for years now. And you know, I'm going to go with that pick. I'm going to go again <sighs> I just have my doubts about Jason Garrett. I think Jason Garrett really is the roadblock for that team at this point because he just can't motivate that team. Um, he's Coach Clap. That's all he does. He claps and, and smiles and slaps ass. That's what he does. Can't motivate himself out of a, a out of a paper bag. But that's still our coach, unfortunately. But I think they have the talent. I'm hoping this is the year they break through. America Bowl, here we come. You know, I mean, because I've gotten to the point where I just stop betting against the Patriots. <laughs> Because it's not just a skill set. It's not just skills anymore. It's just, I think teams fuck themselves. Like they mentally fuck themselves in games. This is why Patriots are just, they, they beat you mentally before they even win the game because teams will go in. This is why I love how the Ravens won. The Ravens went in and say, you know what? You know what our strength is? We run the ball. Everybody. (laughs) But you know what, Bill? We going to go in the game and we going to run the ball. Stop us. We know you want to stop us. We're not going to change that. We We got Ray Lewis. Yes. We got Ray Lewis right here. Like He'll kill you if you need. (laughs) Oh, that's a a whole nother conversation. Old Ray would have definitely killed him. But it's like, it's like, you know, you have on the the field. He will literally kill you if he had to. Listen, Ray Lewis was, oh, God, greatest, greatest linebacker ever. Come on, man. He was unbelievable. He was undersized. That's a whole lot. But, you know, just to ping back to them real quick, I I think that would be awesome. Listen, all the advertisers want it. If you got Dallas, which is consistently, you know, has the highest rated games consistently every year. If you have Dallas and you have the Patriots, Mm -hmm. they're going to break Super Bowl ratings. They're going to break the ratings. Yes. So hopefully that happens this year. Hopefully. But on that note, let's end this off and talk about music. We can't not cover music. Music is a part of your profession. Again, you talk on the radio, so you, okay. you, you do a lot of, you have a lot to do with music. 
I guess is well, what I want to ask is what are you, what's in your headphones right now? And what are you playing in your car right now? Like, you know, what's the last couple of things you listen to? What's uh, some stuff you're looking forward to albums you're looking forward to, or some stuff that you, you know, some people may not know that's hot. Uh, right now I'm bumping uh, that Dave East. Okay. Fe- featuring Nas. Oh. Godfather four. I listened to that. That's, that's, that's good. Uh, Okay, uh, as far as the albums, that Eve album is so major right now from Rhapsody. Would you believe you know, that I have not? I have yet to listen to the Eve. <laughs> do I believe it? No, but I'm. I'm. You know, I didn't know. I'm more disappointed that that you said that to me. I've I've been terrible, man. Like I've been terrible. I've just been so wrapped up in doing you know so many different things that I haven't had time to just really sit down and listen to albums, you know? But I've heard great things about it, obviously. I mean, she's... Rap- what? Rhapsody's great. Yeah. See, see, I hate hearing that. You know what's so funny, Chuck? Fuck that shit, man. Like, oh, I <laughs> I, I heard I heard good things about it. Yo, dude, no. You've got to hear it because once you hear it, you'll understand what I'm saying. Like, yo, it's honestly probably the best album. Um, and every track, it's called Eve, but every track is is... The name of yeah, she's paying like, homage to a lot of yeah women. Yeah, right. So every track, but it's so fucking dope, dude. And I don't ever talk about women's albums like that, too. I gotta say that. I gotta stress that. Like, uh, you know, we we have women right now. We're killing it, doing their damn thing, and I love them all. Everything, everybody's doing great, but I can't sing along to the lyrics like I do with Rhapsody. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not talking about sucking up dick. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a yeah, exactly. So it's a different vibe. It's a different thing. Like, you know, I'm a um, I have a girlfriend. I'm a heterosexual male, so I, I it's a little different thing. But I appreciate all these great women, the Megan Thee Stallion. Without a doubt, it's a it's a great yeah. time for women because it gives my girl something to sing to. But you know what's so funny? I'll be honest with you. I'm lying because sometimes I catch myself singing this shit. I go, what, what the fuck am I singing? <laughs> yeah, what am I doing right now? Oh, it, a lot of it is catchy, man. It's just cool, man. You again, you got the Meg the Stallions, you got the Sweeties, you got oh, I love them, man. You got um City Girls, you got oh, uh, they're dope. You got all these, you know, different. And I know I'm missing, bro. Just like Little Kim is dope, and all, like I'm telling you, Megan the Stallions dope, and Little Kim's dope, and um. Uh, Sweetie's dope and um, Snosa's dope. All these girls are dope as hell. Uh, Doja Cat. Doja Cat is my favorite. Oh, She's dope. You know, and I love them. I really do. Yeah, and you know, and it, it, it's it's a good time. There's a lot of variety. I mean, again, you have the Rhapsodies. They're, they're, they're di- and Rhapsodies on a whole different side of the spectrum. And you want that type of stuff, more conscious rap, more lyrical. You got Rhapsody. But you want it's all part shit. of it. You want that it's all part shit. of it. That yeah, shit, that real gutter shit. Then you got the Megs, you got the city girls, and you got that type of music. So is this? A, it's like a wide array of stuff. You know, it's a palette of just a bunch of color, and it's cool. Because back in the yes, days, sir. it was just two or three women. That was it. <laughs> right. That was it. So you know, that's right. the thing. I mean, for me, I mean, I haven't listened to some stuff, but. You know, I think one of my favorite albums of the year so far is, you know, Freddie Gibbs' album. I think it's Bandana, but Freddie Gibbs' album is hard. Um, 
I liked Tyler's album when it came out. I mean, I don't know. I, my palette has changed a lot where, you know, I still listen to my hardcore shit or lyrical shit, but I, I'm more kind of venturing into more softer, more vibe-ish type of music. You know what I mean? Like I'm listening to like alternative soul R&B type shit, you know, whether it's Blood Orange or emotional oranges and stuff like that you know i love the internet uh mm. these groups like so i'm more been gravitating into that because the, the the reason why is that i'm just kind of bored where hip-hop is as far as just creativity like everybody kind of sounds the same man and that's a problem for me like of course there's outliers you got dave you got those types of people you got freddie gibbs and of course pusha and you know, you got all these different types of cats, but for the vast majority, for all the hot artists that's out right now that 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 are being streamed, that are being played on on radio, or whatnot, a lot of them kind of sound the same. Like, it's mm. wise. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think it's there's there's a lack of creativity. I like Vince Staples. That's another guy I like. I like Vince. You know, I like Vince Staples. I think he brings something that's a little different as far as his message and how he puts it out and how yeah. he delivers it. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for uniqueness now. Like, I guess that's probably why I don't gravitate to new. You know, I like to I like to wait a little bit. You know, like I don't I, I don't like to rush to stuff. Like, I like to get to it when I get to it, so I can appreciate it differently. Whereas, you know, so I think that's sometimes my fault. Far as you know, my delay when I get to certain albums, I get to it eventually, but I like to kind of let it marinate a little bit and, and pass by as far as the hype train and the trends. And I like to like all that stuff pass by and then eventually get to it. So that, I, I guess that's my answer to why I don't pick up on stuff quick, quick, but I, I listen, I still be having, try to have my ear to the streets and hit, you know, and, 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 and see, you know, what's the next thing. I love that. I mean, that tastemaker uh, curating process never leaves me at all never leaves gotcha. so that's 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 your process as far as what's banging in your car i mean what you what is your go-to like what's the thing you go to when you on your way to work and you like yo i'm about to play this in the car right now oh man uh so first of all yeah when i get in the car music is important but also i i want to listen to the radio station you oh, see what i'm saying sense. i mean your name your name is yeah ruddy right <laughs> Right. So I, I, I want to listen to the radio station. So that's a big thing to me. But uh, as far as let's say I'm not going to the radio station at certain times, you never know. Right. Um, what I'm bumping in my car right now, which is funny. I'm bumping that Jay-Z American Gangster. Oh. And you know what's so crazy? This Classic. is no BS. Yo, bro, this is no BS. It's in my car right now. And then today is the 12 year anniversary of it dropping. Oh, yeah, wow. just, I didn't it, even know that. That's dope. It, sta it stays in there. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that to me is one of my favorite Jay Z albums Yo, as American underrated. Gangster. It's underrated. super underrated, super it's underrated. So, yeah. So, uh, I don't go normally to like the uh, Pandora. I'm not a Pandora guy. I'm not like a um, Spotify guy. None. I'm more of an album guy still. Oh, okay. you know, all right. So I guess even if I do use, you know, you know, which I do, you know, streaming service, I always have an album. 
So it's a whole full album. So that's where I'm at. I like to hear an album top to bottom, hear the whole thing, the whole presentation. I still have I still have CDs in the car. Every time I what's in my CD deck right now in my car is Jay-Z Volume 3. That's what I'm banging right now. You know, so I always kind of go back to a lot of stuff that I grew up listening to. And every now and then I'll 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 play some Pusha Daytona because I love mm-hmm. Pusha. Yeah. You know, you know, those are those are the types of things that I like to go to what I like to vibe with when I'm in the whip. I think it's well, let me tell you, but yo, yo, Chuck, what I used to do is I would whatever job I had, I would have Tuesdays off. Right. Yep. So sometimes I work six days a week. I'd have Tuesdays off always. And that's because that's the days when CDs would actually drop. Yep. And right. Okay. Straight up. So I would go there and get all the dope CDs and just take them and, you know, go to Best Buy or whatever, strawberries, all these things. Going in my car. FYE. Straight up. Right. (laughs) Put in my car and sit in the car for like 30 minutes, just sitting in the parking lot, you know, peel it back, all that. Yeah. Like it was a whole thing. That's all that. And that was the whole point was that's how much music mattered at that time. And I think it mattered more because I think even artists knew it mattered more. And I think nowadays it's like everybody could just, you know, make a song. Oh, and that's yeah. what bum, bums me out sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm hearing, I could tell, like, what effort did you put into this? You know? Not, not much. Yeah. So, you know, there's that too. Well, you know what? That leads me into this next thing. And, and, and I'm going to close out with this. And since we Let's do it. Thing, you, you, you hinted towards effort and I've, I'm noticing now that artists, they're making projects now that kind of man, that are set up to manipulate the streaming system. Right. So what okay. I mean by that is there, there's no coincidence that now you start to hear a lot more songs, a lot more hits that you hear spinning on the radio, whatnot, that are like two and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. When you sit around and you listen and, you, you know, you have the downtime, count the count the minutes. A lot of these big hits now, they're only like two and a half minutes long in the, in the, in the, or sometimes two minutes. You get maybe a verse or two, a, a chorus, two choruses, and that's it. You're done. You're out of there. And from what I've been listening to and from what I've been studying and hearing is that is, it's, it's a way to kind of adapt to the new system. So from what I've heard, you really get counted for like 90 seconds of a song, right? So you get your points from that. And a lot of cats now are tailoring their albums around trying to get more streams. That's why albums are shorter now. You notice that? Yeah. They're like yeah. 30 minutes, 40 minutes tops. Okay. <laughs> and that's because okay. it's, it's designed so you can play it more. So you can go back. If a song, yeah. if, it's a, okay. if a song is slapping and it's two, two and a half minutes, you're going to rewind that shit a few times because it's like okay. short. I got to I got to rewind it again. So that, you know, so they centering their strategy now around how to manipulate and game the system, which I don't I don't fault them for because, you know, streaming and everything else is 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 such a big part of music now. But the problem with streaming is, is that doesn't the payouts aren't as high, you know, so they're like, hey, the payouts aren't as high and we have to have X, Y, Z amount of streams before we can even see any tangible real income. We're just going to make everything short and, and more kind of microwavable, you know, where, you know, you put it in the microwave and it's quick and instant. That's what, what the music is now. It's quick and instant. 
you know? So my point is it, it kind of goes into what you were trying to say as far as how artists cared back then. Because, you know, and to be fair, the climate was different than what it is now. It's more of a microwave society now where everything is kind of, you know, we have to have it quick and have it right now. So the mm-hmm. music is made it made that way. So no. OK. <laughs> so do you want me to follow up on that or what do you want me to do? No, right you don't now? need to follow up with that. I mean, that, that was just my two cents. Yo, I was just thinking about off the top. That was off the top, by the way. So, you know, I, you know, so I, I inspired you, didn't I? Yeah. I inspired Chuck West. Yeah. I inspired <laughs> Chuck West. You know what? We'll, we'll end like that. Yeah. Shout out to uh, this is a great podcast, honestly. Yeah, we I inspired my man at the end there. Hey man, yeah, you did. Uh, you want to give any um, shout outs or put out your uh, handles to the world? Yes, uh, I guess just follow me at Radio Ready. And this is all and socials, I'm... right? Twitter, yes, Instagram. Sir. That's at Radio Ready on Instagram and on Twitter. That's where he be at. I'll and uh, make sure give him a make sure uh, you know check out the um, my podcast with uh, Kid Fresh too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? It's sports talk. What is it called? Wait, I forgot. Yo. What uh, of course, everybody does. Ready? Yeah. Yo, listen up, Sports Break with Kid Fresh and Radio Ruddy. Listen up, Sports Break with Kid Fresh and Radio Ruddy. Boom. Kid, yo, Kid Fresh, man. <laughs> but yeah, but that's 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 cool. Thanks for coming in. Uh, again, check Radio Ready out at all his projects. That's at Radio Ready. You can check him on Instagram and on Twitter. That's it. That's Voice Junkie Podcast. Thanks, Ready. I'll holler at you another time. All right. Peace, man. Peace.